In today's episode, how any good thing can become a bad thing. We all know that water is good for us. We should drink water and lots of it. But too much water, it can actually kill you. Medicine, right? Medicine's good. We need it. But too much medicine isn't good. Things that can once help us can also hurt us. Let's talk about that in today's episode. I hope you'll stay with me for the next hour as we talk about things that can be good but then can turn bad, including religion and Christianity. My name is Timmy Gibson. We'll be right back with more. Hey, everybody, it's Timmy Gibson here for the episode today. I'm really excited about this particular episode. It's it's uh, quite personal because it's a lot about my journey of escaping religion and finding faith. And my journey continues. I mean, it, it, I continue to have encounters that uh, boggle my mind. Uh, and I'll be honest, the, the, many times I, I, I get frustrated and um, still still struggle and wrestle with um, those from the group that I've left, you know, and I say struggle with them. I don't struggle with them unless they struggle with me. That's, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. It's not that I care what anybody believes because I don't like if people want to believe in the tooth fairy that, I mean, that's, <laughs> they can believe whatever they want. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the beauty. That's the beauty of, of, uh, of life, I guess. I mean, you can, you can believe whatever you want, you know, as long as it's not bringing harm to others. I mean, you do you. Um, but one of the things that, that I do continue to encounter are, how I would, how I like my observation of it, and I, I think this is accurate, is you know judgment. I don't think anyone likes to judge. I mean, even even throughout the the scripture, you know, you would see um, scriptures that say, "Judge not, lest you be judged," and and how how religious people will turn that is. Well, yeah, but I don't want to see you go to hell. I love you, and I don't want you to miss heaven. Which is, as much as they try to cloak that in love, it's not love. It's judgment. It's misplaced love. And just like we talk about um, the little the little intro to this whole episode was that some things some things that are good can become bad. Right? Water is good. We should drink water. Um, but we've all heard those stories that, uh, you know, the contests of drinking two, three gallons of water within the amount, a short amount of time or whatever. And it, and it kills people like people. You can die from drinking too much water and water is good. Everybody on the planet would pretty much agree that water is good. We need we need clean water to sustain life. Right. But too much water. And it can kill you. So, you know, my journey, my my life's journey um, has 
brought me to, to this moment in my life now where I understand that, ah, okay, there, there are some good aspects of religion. There's some good aspects of Christianity, but my goodness, uh, there's definitely some real toxic, uh, parts of it too. And, and what's unfortunate is well-meaning people that think their heart is full of love and compassion is actually super duper toxic. And, and I've encountered this just in the last week, uh, just in the last couple days I've received and have encountered some toxicity, um, as it relates to religion and specifically Christianity, you know, when I say religion, you know, the only religion I'm familiar with to the, to, to a, a big degree, you know, spending 30 years, uh, my first pastor job. Okay. I was a youth pastor. That was 1990. I'll, I'll never forget grace chapel in Springfield, Missouri. I forget the pastor's name. My first, I got hired for, was it 25 or 50 bucks a week <laughs> to be the youth pastor? There was maybe 20 kids in the youth group. So that was my first pastor job. So 30 years of, of studying and teaching, and I was, I was deep in the religious world the Christian world specifically. Now the brand of Christianity that I was a part of, which is part of the problem, but the brand of Christianity that I was a part of is what we call the evangelical or fundamental, um, Christianity. Okay. There's Christianity. It's a huge spectrum. Um, huge, huge. So, um, yeah, it's a broad spectrum of, of variations and beliefs. And you see this because I think, I think this is accurate. I Googled this not too long ago. There's some 30,000 different uh, denominations within Christian, within Christianity. So clearly not everybody sees scriptures the same. Not everybody believes the same. And ironically, most, well, this is a fact, I think, at least my experience, each of those denominations or groups or tribes, whatever you want to call them, of Christianity, all believe that their interpretation is right. And clearly that can't be the case, right? That, that any one group is right. But but I'm telling you, they'll fight to the tooth and all of them will say the same thing. I'm just taking the Bible as it is. I just read it black and white. There it is. That's what I believe. Just like it says right there. All of them say the same thing and yet all of them see it different. And so, you know, I have an opinion about all that for sure. But I want to be very specific about some encounters that I've had literally over the last couple of days. And if, if there's any frustration in my voice, um, that's just something I'm, I'm working through that when I have these encounters that they, they don't bother me as, as much as, um, they used to. Cause on, on one hand, I'm definitely a, a person 
clearly, you know, just my path in and of itself, clearly I, I don't care what people think, but there's a part of me that does. I mean, there's a part of me that does, but you know, clearly I, I don't care what people think. If I did, I, I, I wouldn't be on the journey that I'm on. I wouldn't have as many tattoos. I wouldn't have tattoos on my hands. I mean, there's just, a, there's several things that, you know, that if I really, really cared, um, that I, I wouldn't do. And, and, and maybe just to prove to myself that I don't care about what other people think, um, I do some of those things. Who knows? I'm, I'm still a, a work in progress, but let me just, let me just talk about a couple things that have happened this week. And maybe, the, maybe you can relate to these. And, you know, if by chance, I would just, if you're an evangelical fundamental Christian, I can't even imagine you would listen to me. Uh, I just, I would think that I would be so frustrating to you and, or you would just think I'm, I'm off in left field. And, and well, clearly that is the case uh, because of the, some of the interactions I'm going to tell you about um, will, will be, you know, proof to that. So uh, two days ago, I got a message from an old Bible college, I guess a friend, he was a friend in Bible college. Uh, we've not maintained any kind of a friendship um, but you know, with Facebook, you can somewhat stay in touch with people, uh, even though you're not friends with them. So I get this message. So uh, this last Sunday, I led a guided meditation out an outdoor guided meditation slash yoga, um, here in Kansas city. And so, you know, I was promoting it. Hey, leading a guided meditation, yada, yada, no matter what your faith is, whatever background you come from, you know, if you're Christian, great. Um, if you're Buddhist, great. If you're Hindu or if you're nothing, you know, like whatever you are, everyone's welcome. This is a non-religious, uh, this is just a spiritual gathering. You know, if you value meditation and breathing and yoga and all that kind of stuff. So I'm promoting it. Well, then I get this, this Facebook message. And I'm, I'm going to read it to you just exactly, um, exactly word for word it says bra question mark, question mark. I'm not really sure where your path has taken you, but your posts have some seriously wacky jacked up shit. <laughs> exclamation point, exclamation point, not judging because I'm the furthest thing from religious, but just wanted you to know that I love you and praying for you. Hashtag concerned. <laughs> and my response, which I, the response that I wanted to give is not the response that I did give. Okay. So the response that I actually gave before I blocked him was thanks for the concern, bro. Exclamation point. I know you don't mean it to seem judgmental. I'm just on another path. I'm at peace. Blessings. <laughs> so that's, that's all I said. Now, what did I want to say? Hashtag go fuck yourself. <laughs> that's, that's what I wanted to send, but but the Jesus in me just decided to be sweet. <laughs> um, 
So it's funny because I, I, I screenshotted that guy's message and I sent it to some of my friends and, and actually some of even my, my Christian friends, you know, some of my Christian friends that, <laughs> that, you know, if they're honest, also, if I came to them and said, oh my gosh, I realize I've, I've been, I've been wrong. And, you know, Jesus is the only way. And I don't know what I was thinking about. Nah, 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 nah. They'd be like, oh, thank God I've been praying for you. <laughs> Like that's, that's the, if that's the kind of response that <laughs> I, I really do, I think some of my friends would, and I say friends, they're not super, you know, my super close friends obviously aren't super religious. Um, I just, I, I just can't do that. Um, but I, but I do have some friends that are, you know, super, they're pretty, you know, they're pretty hardcore Christian. And yeah, so if, if I did tell them that, oh my gosh, they'd be like, oh, we've been praying. I've been praying that you would see the light and see the truth and stop teaching this goofy stuff. Um, you know, and that, you know, that, that's, then that's fine. You know, whatever. Cause I think the same thing about them. You know, I think in my mind that, that they're wacky and they're nuts and uh, they need to be, um, you know, whatever. So, you know, just like, I think the wild part about this message from <laughs> this person that I used to once know is I guess in a sense, we all think that about other people's beliefs when they're different than ours. I mean, I think I, I say that on one, I, I guess I do. I mean, I, you know, but I would never, ever, ever send a message like that to a friend or especially not an old friend that I'm not in relationship with. But see, in his mind, in his mind, and I know what's in his mind because I used to be there, is, you know, hashtag concerned that in his mind, I'm wrong. You know, I, I'm teaching things that are wrong or I'm off or whatever, you know, however he, however that, however that is in his brain. So he thinks that he was messaging me out of love, right? What he's viewing it as is like, I'm on the wrong path and, you know, the road is out up ahead and he's on the side of the road waving to me saying, Hey, the bridge is out. Don't keep going this way. So that obviously that's how he has to rationalize what he's doing is that he's trying to save me from the error of my ways, which is ironic because, you know, when I think of someone, when I think of stepping in to save someone, okay, it would be much like a friend that I did step in to save. And that was because he was using meth and his, his life was on a self-destructive path. That's a lot different than, in my mind, um, that's a lot different than just my beliefs, right? So, and I, I've said this before, I, I have had well-meaning Christians, even family members, that, you know, they treat me almost as if I'm a drug addict, like I'm a meth, like I'm a meth head and I'm in an alley some way with somewhere with needles hanging out of my arm. And I need them to save me from my beliefs. Right. And what's so crazy about that is, you know, 
one, I'm not doing meth, <laughs> but this isn't about drug use. This is about beliefs. It's about beliefs. And there's such a toxicity in our culture that if you don't have my beliefs, then you're wrong. And I mean, you see this within religion for sure, but you see it in politics, right? I mean, most likely those of you that are listening to me, you probably have a particular belief system politically, and you think the other side is completely wrong. And, and I, and I you know, and you see this, you know, I, I've been on dating apps and stuff and you see this stuff, like it'll say, if you support Trump, swipe left, which those that you, if you don't know what the dating apps, you know, swipe left is no swipe, right is yes. So basically what they're saying is, is if you vote for Trump or if you're a Trump supporter, uh, you're a piece of shit. I hate you. You're wrong. Uh, don't even think about trying to talk to me. Okay. Now I'm not a Trump fan or a Trump hater. I don't, I don't hate or love. I'm so neutral. Um, like I'm, yeah, I, I just am. Um, whoever is president, of course, it's Trump right now. Uh, I support him and, you know, uh, I wouldn't say I pray for him necessarily, but I mean, I, I wish him well. I, I hope, you know, that all that, like, and if, if Biden's in, ends up winning, then I'll, I'll support him and pray for him, like whatever. So, you know, that's just, that's just how I, I choose to, to do it. Like whoever's in the office, you know, I just hope that whatever, but, but you clearly see this with, with religion, like this person, I won't, I can't call him a friend cause he's not a friend. Number one, a friend wouldn't send that kind of a message but he's, so he's definitely not a friend, but it's someone that I once knew. And, and I know what he believes. I, I, I've seen his posts and stuff on, on Facebook. He's super highly fundamental evangelical Christian. I mean, he is, uh, of the group that I used to be a part of uh, that believes if you're not a Christian and you die, you're going to hell. Like you have to accept Jesus in order to go to heaven. Okay. And I don't believe that that's not true. Um, at, let's put it this way. Yeah. The, 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 I, the, I believe there's no way that that is true. There's no way that that can be true. Um, because of one simple reason, one simple reason we know humans have been around on the earth for 300,000 years. We know this, uh, this predates Jesus. It predates even the old Testament. You know, there were religions way before Christianity, like way, way, way like religion. You know, the Bible is not the oldest religious text. I mean, there's texts that go way back tens of thousands of years that we've uncovered on stone tablets that were way before Judaism and any of that. So, Everybody before Jesus is going to hell. I mean, that's just that just that one piece alone. Now, I've talked to friends about that, and my 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 smart friends or my intellectual friends will actually say, "Yeah, you know what? That I don't know. I don't have any answers." You know, the 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 fundamental morons. What they'll tell you is they'll try to answer it. 
you know, they'll pull some kind of answer out of their butt that makes sense to them, but it's not biblical. You know, there's nowhere in the Bible that they're getting this information. They're just making shit up like, well, you know, everybody that died before Jesus, they're held in a, in a holding place, you know, and then when they can, it's like, oh my gosh, really? Like, you know, what bothers me about a lot of the fundamental Bible thumper type people is that they're so Bible conscious you know, they, they have elevate and, and exalt the Bible so high, but then when there's an issue, that's a real issue, a real concern or a real, uh, glitch in the system, they totally diverge and go way off the Bible and just make shit up like, like it is Bible. And <laughs> that's <it's> like, <laughs> It's it, it, this is again, this is where a good thing becomes bad. You know, what 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 I would like to see in our culture, especially within religious culture is, well, what I believe is that Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. OK. But how I understand that and the implications of that are way far greater and bigger than I could ever hope or imagine to possibly even consider understanding. And I have no idea how people 200,000 years ago or even 50,000 years ago, I don't even know how all that works. You know, like, th like that answer would be much better than people just trying to be so certain. I, I think the part that, that like rubs me wrong as, and, and going back to this message that this person sent me. He's certain he's right. I mean, he clearly, you know, he's trying to be, he's trying to be cool. Like he's cool and contemporary by, you know, by, by using a, a cuss word, you know, uh, by, by saying that's some wacky jacked up shit. I'm not judging cause I'm the furthest thing from religious. <laughs> yes. I'm mocking him. It it's, the fact, the fact that he mentioned judgmental, like clearly that, I mean, he's judging me. He knows the truth and he is seeing someone that he knows that doesn't align with what he believes. Therefore, what I believe is whacked up shit in his words. But of course, what he believes isn't whacked up shit to him. Right now to me, what he believes is whacked up shit right now. That's me being judgmental. Right. But that's why I would never send him a message saying, Hey, you're teaching this stuff. That's whacked up shit. Hashtag concerned. <laughs> so like that to me is what, what's wrong with Christianity, what's wrong, what's, what's wrong with religion. And one reason why I'm no longer religious and I'm no longer a fundamental or an evangelical Christian. I'm not. And, and I have no, I'm actually proud to say that I'm proud to say that I'm no longer an evangelical fundamental right wing Bible thumping Christian. You know, it was funny. I remember thinking I used to think that I was cool because I was, you know, when I was an evangelical Christian, I thought I was becoming cool because, 
you know, I was loosening it up a little bit, becoming a little bit more open-minded. And then you know, I, just, I was free to cuss and, you know, that like I was this cool fundamental person and, you know, dress cool, had cool hair, allowed, you know, I was, I was cool with tattoos. I was cool with earrings. I was cool with guys having long hair. Ooh, yeah. I was cool with like, you know, clean, uh, rock music as long as it was clean and, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it was like it was it was like it was like you're it's like you're in a cult it's like you're in this christian cult and you know you realize that wow i'm i'm out of touch you know because i've you know i've been a, i've been in the christian world long enough to remember um i was talking to one of my friends about this the other day and he, he is what he's like me we're both in our I'm in my fifties. He's in his late forties, but we were just laughing about how, um, back in the day, I remember the church I went to, I mean, the pastor preached from the pulpit against interracial marriage, preached against any other version of the Bible outside the King James Bible, preached against, uh, not doing Sunday night service because some churches were starting to not do Sunday night. They were only doing Sunday morning. And so this pastor basically said that if they ever canceled Sunday night, um, made the church burn down, <laughs> I swear to God, uh, this pastor preached against earrings on men. Uh, this pastor preached against any music that wasn't Christian or exalting Jesus. So any music that wasn't Christian music was the devil's music. Uh, definitely preached against homosexuality. That that that's still kind of out there to the again to the morons. And I am judging, but anybody that that judges homosexuality, they're just so out of the loop. Holy moly! Um, again, that's a lot like interracial preaching against interracial marriage. I mean, it's just ridiculous, but also, I mean, again, I'm, I'm giving you a little bit of insight into this particular sect of Christianity that I was raised in, but definitely no cussing. Oh gosh, no way. Oh my Lord. No cussing was a sin. It would send you to hell. Like if you cussed, you needed to ask for forgiveness, man. Um, which is just, which is, that's so nutty. That's so nutty to think that even if there is a God, that God gives a fuck about the, that or shit or ass or any. It's like that God even cares. He doesn't or she doesn't. It doesn't care at all. What and those that want to try to. Well, the scripture says, OK, what that actually is talking about is is uh, more that if I said to someone, you're a piece of shit, that's the stuff that, yes, like I would never do that to someone. I would never cuss at someone like that. Um, but to, you know, hit your thumb with a hammer and go, fuck, there, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that at all. Now, social acceptability, right? If you're in the presence of children, of course, I mean, you know, of course, 
of course your your kids are you know all cussing and hearing everybody else cuss too but that, that you know i i i'm still old school enough i guess that i feel that as an adult you know if i'm around children i i watch my language but of course i watch a lot of what i talk about around children you know i don't i don't talk about anything explicit or inappropriate or of course foul language uh, again around children of course um but in the sense of being around adults and using foul language, again, you know, I, I teach a lot. I don't use foul language when I'm teaching in a public, you know, setting, of course. Um, but it's, you know, it's the, it's that kind of silliness. Um, again, going back to the whole topic for this particular episode is when a good thing becomes bad. I, I, I'm not sure, you know, I'm not a history buff, so I'm not. And entirely certain how um, religion has turned so bad. But, you know, not just like recently, but I mean, and this is something that Christians like to forget. And again, that now that what I'm going to say next, it's a fact, okay? This isn't me giving my theory or my opinion or whatever. This is a fact. You can look it up. It's a well-known fact. Uh, but But the Christian Crusades, it was about slaughtering people that didn't believe that in the church or believe in God. You know, it's like there, there's a dark, shadowy side to, yes, even religion. And it's, you know, burning witches at the stake and, and cutting off people's hands for this and that and just the, the craziness that, yes, yes, it's within Christianity um, and the not too far uh, history of of Christianity, there was some insane things. So what we see now that that I would consider pretty much insane, um, which is basically if you don't believe like I believe, you're going to go to hell forever and ever and ever, which is just an insane belief to believe that you must accept Jesus or must believe in Jesus in order to go to heaven is you can't prove that. No, well, the Bible says, okay, <laughs> that's a whole other discussion of, of what, you know, what, how you think the Bible says certain things and what you believe about what it's saying uh, is just another discussion altogether. Uh, that I don't even have time to even try to talk about all that because that's a that's circular reasoning. Why is it true? The Bible says it's true. How do we know it's true? Because the Bible says it's true. Therefore, it's true. I mean, that, that it's hard to argue with that kind of a mentality. But hey, we'll be right back for the second half of this. All right, and we're back. Uh, let's continue talking about this topic. Um, yeah, I, I, I believe that how how something good beca can become something bad is when we believe something that you can't know about. Because I, I had this discussion some, the other day with somebody, but this person's a pretty well 
rounded, open-minded Christian. You know, he believes in heaven. Uh, you know, he believes that's where you go after you die. You know, if, if, if you love Jesus or whatever. And, and he and I were having this conversation and I said, I said, that's fine. I said, honestly, I said, buddy, I said, that's, that's fine that you believe that. I, I, I don't have a problem with you believing that. I said, but can you at least admit that that's what you believe, but, but you don't know for sure. And, and I was thrilled that he gave the right answer. And, and, and truly, I believe when I say the right, not that I'm judging him and that he needs to believe like me, because I don't believe that. Like I'm, I'm, I don't believe what he believes at all, but, but I liked that he was willing to be to, that he was willing to admit the truth, which is, that's what I believe, but I don't know. In other words, is heaven real? If I asked him, do you think heaven is real? He would say, yes. And then I would say, then, but you also believe that it's possible that it doesn't. And he said, oh, well, yeah. He said, of course it's possible. Right. So, uh, you know, I love those kind of discussions where someone is at least willing to, you know, be honest and like truly honest, like, like be able to say, well, this is what I believe. Um, but I could be wrong. And, and I don't, I don't, uh, you know, I'm certain in my heart with my beliefs or my trust or whatever, you know, whatever, however you want to word that. But, but, you know, if I'm honest, I mean, I guess there's a, a possibility that that's also, that's, a, that it's not true or that it's different than I think, or that, right. I, I think I think more than anything, that's where I feel religion or, or Christianity has has just become more toxic. It's, it just becomes an us against them. And I remember this going through uh, you know my religious upbringing and my life in general. It was it was the saved and the unsaved. really that 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 was what all of life was like, I remember feeling like even when I was in high school and I, I, you know, and I'm so glad I'm not like this anymore. I can't even tell you how free I feel, which I want to talk about something in this particular episode that really a little bit off topic, but I think it's a powerful thing. Um, but I just remember feeling such a us and them, you know, I'm the saved, I'm the chosen ones and, and everyone else isn't saved and, and they need me to save them or share the gospel with them so that they can be saved like me and go to heaven. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad I do not uh, think that way, believe that way. I don't have that. It's not even in me at all anymore. Um, I, yeah, that would be a whole nother podcast to, to kind of launch off into kind of where I'm at with, with that. The, 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 I did mention this, I think in the last episode, you know, the, the, one of the most fascinating things for me in, in my, my, my journey a, away from religion, um, while maintaining some sense of faith, you know, the thing that that's been shocking to me is a couple things. One, the love that's in my heart. Uh, the weight that is off my chest. And I can only, I, honestly, I can only 
equate it to what Jesus said when Jesus said that my yoke is easy, my burden is light. So what what changed in me and has changed in me to the point of, man, I'll tell you, I, I feel so light and so free. I don't carry the burden. Like I was talking to someone the other day and, and, and we were just you know, talking about kind of our upbringings. And I said, you know, I used to be so concerned about missing heaven. That, that, I don't, that, that, I don't even give that a thought. That's not even a thought. Now, unfortunately I have people, you know, in my family, I think that they still think that way. Hence they're concerned. Hashtag concerned. <laughs> Hashtag concerned. Um, but it's just miss it's, it's, it's their own brokenness, their own shame and their guilt. You know, the reality is life, you know, we try to act like we care about people's souls, you know, and when, and when we, you know, and I remember this because I remember being so thick into it. You know, I remember I, and when I had friends that were living sinful lives, you know, there was this religious part of me that was like hashtag concerned, you know, that they were going to miss heaven. Okay. I just don't believe that shit at all. Like not even kind of, I think that's the most ridiculous, toxic, harmful view of life. Uh, and I know that I've been set free from that because I, I had someone ask me one time, you know, what if your kids came to you and said, dad, I don't, I don't believe in God or I'm an atheist. I, I like if, if that actually happened, I'd be like, okay, <laughs> to each his own, you know, I mean, uh, like I would hashtag concerned. I wouldn't be concerned, uh, at all. I wouldn't, I wouldn't lose one ounce of sleep over it. It wouldn't anything. Uh, I, now again, not because I think there isn't a God and that they could be right. Uh, I mean, there's that slight possibility, I guess, but you know, I, I believe in God and, and what they believe is between them and whatever. It, that's not, that's not for me to judge. I'm not, I'm not accountable. Um, I know people like to think, well, I'm a parent and I'm accountable. No, you're fucking not. You're not accountable for anybody else, including your fucking kids. You're not. You're accountable for yourself. And and that's even biblical. Like, you know, again, I don't believe all that stuff. But if 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 you just want to take the Bible, then, okay, let's take the Bible. When When you stand before God, according to the Bible, you're standing there all alone. That's it. Not your spouse, not your kids, not your pastor, not your nobody is going to be there. It's you all by yourself giving account for who for yourself. That's it. So. So for me, I'm not going to be held accountable for my kids beliefs. I raise my kids. I, I teach them when they ask now, cause they're, Oh, I have two adult children. And you know, if they ask me my opinion, I'll give it to them. Um, but I've always encouraged, matter of fact, I just had my, my daughter was over here the other day and we were just talking and, and she holds, you know, her views are maybe similar to mine in the sense of, you know, she's not uber religious by any stretch. 
Um, you know, she's like, she's a little bit more like me, a little bit more open-minded and she believes that there is a God, but you know, that whatever, but you know, and so when we were talking, um, you know, I was refreshed by her, um, outlook. And again, I'm sure I've, you know, my, my teaching has influenced her uh, to some degree, but you know, I never, I never myself, you know, my ex-wife, we never, uh, shoved any particular teaching down our kids throats. Now, when they were younger, you know, we were definitely a little bit more, uh, evangelical Christian types. And so, um, you know, we were at church every Sunday morning, every Sunday night, every Wednesday night. I mean, they were definitely uh, a little bit more, uh, saturated in that kind of a, a teaching. Uh, but I would say probably, oh, I would guess maybe starting around junior high, high school, um, you know, they, we encourage them to seek, you know, to knock, to seek, to, to explore, you know, to read, uh, to think their own thoughts. You know, I'm not going to tell them, Hey, here's, here's how the world began kids. You know, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> I wasn't there. Um, you know, now if they ask me, what's the Bible say? Well, I can say, well, here's what the, here's what the Bible says. Um, you know, but the Bible isn't like the textbook on the, the creation of the, of the world. Like this is exactly how it happened. Exactly. Uh, because it, for so many reasons, you know, again, people that there are people that believe that and, you know, people can believe whatever they want to believe. Um, uh, you know, so, we just encourage them to think and, and to explore. Um, but even my daughter has a, has an understanding that it's so refreshing to me. And in our conversation the other day over, over dinner, she said, well, she goes, well, yeah, religion's man-made. <laughs> and I was just like, you know, I was like, I just nodded my head. I was like, Yeah. And she said, well, yeah, I mean, like even the Bible or other religious texts, I mean, those are just that those were written by men, you know, just like specifically men. And I'm like, yeah. So it stands to reason that the books aren't perfect. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I was like, yes, you know, like you're thinking for yourself. You're just not blindly trusting or, you know, blindly believing something that's just not right. Um, and so, you know, that, that was very refreshing to me and, you know, the, the unfortunate part, uh, about religion as I see it is, you know, if, if the Bible taught that the, the world was flat, okay. If, if the Bible taught that the world was flat, well, I can tell you a couple things I think that would happen if the Bible taught that the world was flat, there would be hundreds of thousands of millions of Christians that would just believe that regardless of pictures of the earth being round. Okay. They would just believe that, well, the Bible says it's flat. It's flat regardless of the evidence, <laughs> regardless of the pictures. <laughs> okay. Um, there are some people that, that that's how they are when it comes to religion. They just 100% believe what they believe and it, even if it's contrary to any kind of evidence. Okay. And then the other part of that is, is if the Bible said the earth was flat, 
you would only be able to find that in earlier translations. They would have removed that shit when they found out that it wasn't flat. Why? Well, because that could ruin all of it. We don't want people like we don't want people to be able to prove that by like by in in fact, hey, the Bible got that wrong. And we know this has been the case. I mean, I, I, again, this does, this isn't me. This is just I've heard Bible scholars talk about this, even Christian Bible scholars that that there are texts that are in the Bible. Like even there's a chapter, I think it's in the book of Mark. And a lot of Bibles even mark this like this or make a make a little note that this chapter is not in earlier manuscripts. Well, what the fuck is it doing in the manuscripts now then? Like if the, if that wasn't a part of the original Bible, what the hell is it doing in my Bible? <laughs> and you know, and obviously if that's happened once <laughs> it, st- it seems to reason it's happened other times too. Um, and again, that's something that we know that, you know, again, this isn't me just making shit up. I mean, this is, this is stuff that we know for a fact, uh, again, so much so that matter of fact, my Bible does have it noted. I have a, a, a new, up, a new application study Bible. And I looked it up when I heard it. I was like, is that, could that be true? Is there things in the Bible that weren't in the original Bible? <gasps> And sure enough, I went to my Bible and there's a little note off to the side that says this chapter was not in earlier manuscripts. It was added later by some monk. So <laughs> obviously that one just happened to be caught to be able to be no a notation made about it. You know, so I find that fascinating. Um that, you know, we as Christians, like we, we wouldn't talk about that stuff. And I, I'll never forget one of the big debates that I remember having back again, when I was more that way, I got in this discussion with someone and we were talking about, uh, contradictions in the Bible, which there are plenty of, but here's how I used to argue that as an evangelical Christian, well, there's apparent contradictions. <laughs> And then I remember in Bible school, they, they taught us how to debate that topic. And you really could talk yourself around it and say, well, it's like a car accident. You know, the person on that side of the street sees it this way. The person on the other side of the street saw it that way. And so it's just each author giving their particular version of it to where it all fits together into one story. <laughs> You have to really, you have to really like work your magic to make, make stuff make sense. That just doesn't make sense. Um, you know, like even in the creation story, uh, there's basically two different creation stories. Again, this is very well known. You could, this is documented Bible theologians have talked about this. Matter of fact, I even talked about it in my, in the Bible school I went to, but there's two creation stories. Um, you know, on one creation story, God created male and female and at, at one sitting, like, boom, male and female were created, he, you know, they, they were created in God's image. Right. And then there's the other creation story where Adam is created and then Adam is put to sleep. And from his side is a rib pulled 
to then make Eve. And there's that story. And again, how we would talk around that as well. It's actually one story. One's a broad stroke. The other one's more detailed. It's like, whatever, whatever shit you have to make up to try to make things make sense to you. You know, I I think that my frustration for Christians is like, why don't you just admit? Yeah, that confuses me. I don't understand how that works, but whatever. Like, just be honest. You know, that's that's the thing. You know, again, this is going to shock some of you. You're going to be like, what? What church did you go to? which I won't tell you because I would never want to speak evil or bad of the church I grew up in. But I remember the Sunday school class. I'll never forget this. And, and this is actually a pretty popular held belief. I don't think now because it's so absolutely moronic that people don't say this anymore because you would just be like a complete fool. Uh, but I remember, I remember this specifically because, <laughs> because I actually, said this when I was in elementary school to my teacher. Oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed now about it. But I was just repeating what I heard in my little Sunday school class. And that was when, you know, dinosaurs, they started discovering more and more dinosaurs and, you know, that they were millions of years old and da, 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 da. But that stood, that totally went counter to, you know, the 6,000 year, year old earth and, you know, Adam and Eve were the first two humans. And, you know, so all these discoveries are, are, like really fucking that teaching up, you know, it's just really messing that teaching up, you know, cause we're finding stuff that's like, no humans have been around for 300,000 years. And we have lots of skeletons from, you know, yada, yada, yada that date back to a hundred thousand years. So like all of a sudden it's again, it's messing up the teaching of creation of the 6,000 year old earth. Well, of course now people are like, well, a day is as a thousand years and a year is, a da, 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 da. and you know, now Christians are trying to, they're changing their story now and believing that, well, I mean, maybe, you know, one year is actually a thousand. And so the earth could be older, <sighs> like whatever you need to do to make sense of stuff, you know, and that's just what continues to happen through, through history is we just start, you know, doing that to, to hold on to our narrative. So anyway, the, what I was, what, what they said in the Sunday school class, I'll never forget this because it impacted me. And I actually believed this for a long time. And that was that the devil was putting dinosaur bones on the earth to confuse and mislead. And the other teaching, and again, you could Google this and it, it, you can find it. You can still find probably some kind of like snake handler type church that still believes this cockamamie bullshit. Uh, but they also taught that, um, I'm trying to think what else was said in that Sunday school class. Um, so yeah, the devil was putting the bones here or, okay, this was the other one that scientists were creating these bones. They were fake. And they were doing it to, you know, to, to deceive, you know, to, to undermine the creation story. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> some people are probably going, Timmy, please tell me you're kidding. There's no way that's true. No, no, it's, no, it's absolutely true. Uh, I remember it specifically because I remember being in my class. I'll never forget this class. Uh, I, well, I think, I, I think it was, I think it was some kind of a dinosaur archaeology, archaeology class or something that I was in, in Comanche elementary school. Okay. Here, here in Overland Park, here in Kansas city, um, in Overland Park specifically. Um, 
I was in a class and the teacher was talking about dinosaurs and talking about how the dinosaurs were wiped out 65 million years ago or something. She was saying something about like, that's true, scientifically proven true. <laughs> and I remember I raised my hands and I, I raised my hand and I actually said that the, that dinosaurs never existed and they're not real. And that, that, that I can't remember if I said scientists are faking that or if, I don't, I may have said that one rather than the devil's putting the bones here. But I said that in my elementary school class and I don't remember the kids or anybody laughing, but the teacher, uh, I just remember she said, well, she said, oh, you know, whatever. She was real sweet about it. Uh, you know, she obviously probably had some kind of an awareness of, of what religious people believed. Um, to, to know that maybe that was some kind of a teaching that was out there. Um, but anyway, so yeah, that's, that's a true story. Um, and now of course, now pretty much universally, everybody knows that dinosaurs did exist and, you know, it's, I think it's a pretty universal belief, like peer reviewed kind of a belief that there was a, an asteroid or a comet that hit the earth and, you know, caused the mass extinction because it, I think, I think if this, I think this is correct. Um, but from what fossil records and all the, all the stuff that they've learned that dinosaurs were kind of killed in a, in a short amount of time, it, it wasn't like over millions of years, they finally died out. It was kind of like one cataclysmic event, um, that, that wiped everything out. So, um, now the, you know, there's other things. So, I got asked this the other day too. Um, and we'll come back around full circle on this whole good things when they come become bad, because I got another little story to tell you of something that happened to me, uh, two days ago. Um, but like, like the story of the, the Noah's flood, right? So, um, again, Google this, just learn this for yourself. Don't, don't take my word for it. Do your own research on this stuff. Uh, but Noah's flood coincides with a lot of cultural flood stories. Okay. Noah's flood does run, run parallel to other flood stories. Okay. Or what they used to say, flood myths. Um, but through archeological finds, right. They've discovered that there, there was a, a worldwide type flood and that Noah's, um, story though is mythical. Um, at least in my opinion, it, it, it is a mythological story in the sense of that's not exactly how it went. There's, you know, <laughs> they didn't actually have two of every animal on there and yada, yada, that like, that's all mythical. Um, but the story of Noah is, could be a, a legend, a, you know, a legend, a story passed down, a verbal story of the great flood, the great deluge. So, and that coincides with, there are older accounts, older recorded stories. If you're at all like to get, do research. Okay. Just type in Google Epic of Gilgamesh, Epic of Gilgamesh. That's the, Noah story. It's, it's the old, it's honestly probably where the Noah story comes from. It was probably plagiarized. It was, 
it was taken from the older original story of the flood story. Um, so, so I go back to, you know, does the Bible have value? Well, of course there are valuable things in the Bible. There's great lessons to be learned, uh, great parables, great lessons in, in, in truth and humanity. I and mean, there's, there's a lot of that in there. Of course. Um, I think the Bible, you know, the wild thing about my journey <clears throat> is my love for the Bible and my love for spiritual things and God and universe and earth and all that has grown exponentially in my, in my journey. I just less and less, I, I, I don't, I, I, I guess I've just deleted a lot of the dogmatic, you must believe like I believe or you're wrong and going to hell. Like that, that whole mindset is just, again, I use this word a lot because I just find it so moronic. It's just so lacking in intelligence, you know, to, to even debate somebody that no heaven is real. That that's just so, that's so moronic because we don't know. And again, I'm okay with people believing in heaven. I have, I think that's great, but to want to debate someone to prove, to fight over it is, is just absolutely moronic because that we don't know. We don't know, you know, is the Bible true? We don't know. Is there a heaven? We don't know. Is there a hell? We don't know. Now the answer that most Christians would give, and I don't really have a problem with this either. Well, I believe it does exist because the Bible teaches this. Okay. I mean, that's okay for you to believe that and believe in the Bible in that way. Um, but there's a whole lot of us out there that don't believe like that and yet are, um, you know, not, not lost. We're not, there are a lot of us out there that we don't need to be saved from our belief in not knowing, <laughs> you know, if you ask me, Timmy, do you believe in God? Yes. Um, I do. Okay. Prove it. Oh, I can't. I don't, I mean, I believe that God's real, uh, but I can't, I can't prove it. And so I think, I think that a lot of people try to defend God or try to it's, I think, I think, and again, I'm trying to like go back into my brain. Like what was my brain thinking during those, those, my more evangelical years? Like what was in my brain? Well, honestly, what was in my brain was I had the truth and anyone that didn't, you know, view the universe, God, Jesus, the Bible, the Holy spirit, all that stuff like I did, didn't have the truth. And there was this, you know, this was part of the teaching of an evangelical is evangelism is, which comes from a scripture in the Bible where it says, uh, I think Jesus said, go and, um, uh, well, go and teach basically. I'm, I'm, the scripture all of a sudden just slipped out of my mind all of a sudden. Um, but you know, go and preach the good news to everyone around the world, you know, and, and so there was this, this, yeah, 
it's all about the evangelical. It's all about evangelizing. It's like, I'm, I'm responsible for preaching the good news of the gospel to every creature in order to get them saved. Um, yeah, it's, it's hard for me to, as I'm even talking about this, like, where where in that journey that it did it get so we're right everyone's wrong i don't, i don't know that's that's where it all goes wrong for me that's where good things become bad you know there like and you see it in a lot of different areas you should be a vegan you should be a vegan you know there are people that are like evangelical vegans you know they they believe that everybody it's the, it's the better way to live if you want to live healthy and live long and not have a disease then you must be vegan and they're so they're so vegan and they feel like everybody should be vegan and and many of you maybe know people like that i mean they look at other people that are eating meat with disdain like they don't know the truth i view religion the same way that there are a lot of religious people christians in particular that they're like that. They feel like their religion and their beliefs, you know, their Bible is what everybody should be doing and how everybody should be living and how everybody should be thinking. And that's just not healthy. All right. I'll be right back with a few closing comments as we continue this episode on whatever we're talking about. What is, what are we talking about? How good becomes bad. All right. We'll be right back. <laughs> All right, we're back for the final little segment of how good things become bad. And I guess I just want to finish this little with this little talk of maybe just telling you uh, or sharing what I think would be a much healthier way for us to live as humans. And that would be to unify. <laughs> Uh, and that would not, and not, when I say that, I don't mean that everybody needs to believe the same thing in order for us to unify. I, I don't, I don't see, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, even when it comes to political issues, it's, it's so polarizing and so divided, you know, the right thinks the left is crazy. The left thinks the right is crazy and there's just no conversation, no unity, and it's, it is really, I think what, I, I mean, again, this is just my, my observation, but religion has become so, uh, dogmatic and so, um, us against them that that's, I, I don't know how, I mean, I mentioned that in the, the segment right before I took this quick little break. It is just, we're the Christians that love Jesus. We're going to heaven and everybody else is going to hell. And the, you know, the, the wild thing is that Christians, I mean, crazy ones would say that, but the not so crazy ones would not say that out loud, but that's, but that's, that's in there. And I know that because you know, I spent 50, you know, well, 30 years 
<clears throat> excuse me, 30 some years, you know, in that world. And, uh, and so, you know, when we talk about getting into the mind of a religious person, uh, I'm taking a drink, hang on. When we talk about, you know, getting into the mind of a religious person or the mind of a fundamental Christian, that's my old mind. I mean, I can, I can tap into the, the that mind within myself and remember what I thought and what I felt. Um, you know, so that's, that's why I think I, I think that's why I, I can offer such a unique perspective is I can still think those thoughts because I, I remember those thoughts. I remember thinking that way. Now, granted, I don't think that way now, but I remember thinking that way. You know, I remember thinking that anyone that didn't accept Jesus was going to go to hell. Like I remember thinking that and believing that, um, and you know, there's a real part of me, if I'm honest, that I'm embarrassed uh, that I that I believed that. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm just, I don't know. I'm, I'm, you know, that's a weird emotion to to have. But there's almost this embarrassment that I used to believe that. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say about that, but there, there's just, you know, there's just this part of me that was like, wow, I can't believe I used to believe that. You know, it's a lot like, and again, the, the church that I went to, I mean, it wasn't a cult. I mean, it definitely was cult-ish, um, you know, elements of, of you know, it, it was tiptoeing around cultish. Um Just like, you know, politics today, you know, I've, I view the political parties as pretty cultish. But you know they're not officially a cult, um, and when I when to escape the political cult mindset is more of of just a mindset, not like you're actually in a cult. So you know, so when I use that word cult, I you know I use that a little bit loosely, um, but the 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 cult part is the the mindset. Um, I mean, I spent much of my life thinking I was going to heaven and I had the ultimate truth on the universe and heaven and hell and God. And anyone that didn't believe that Jesus was the savior of the world, I believe they were going to go to hell and burn forever and ever and ever. And yeah, it's just, it's a weird feeling to to think that I used to think that and then to now look at that and think that's crazy. Like that's crazy town. Now I think to believe, uh, in Jesus and that that's going to bring you whatever, uh, that's not as crazy, but to believe, I think where I think where good becomes bad. So kind of back to the whole theme of this whole talk, you know, where good things become bad things, right? Water's good, but too much of it can kill you. I, I think where religion or even Christianity, specifically evangelical Christianity, I think where it goes from from good to, to bad or from good to just terrible, ugly, is is to believe that everybody must believe this same thing 
or they're going to spend eternity burning. You know that. Now, can someone? So, if someone says, you know, do you, so you don't think hell exists? I'm like, I don't know. You know, the, the honest answer is I don't know if it does or not. Um, and if it, it, anybody else that would be asked that question, religious or not, if they're honest, they're the honest answer. I, I, in my opinion, the only honest answer is I don't know. Now, I believe whatever it is, or I have faith. Or I think, you know, or the Bible says, or what I think the Bible says, or how I read the Bible to say, like all that is fine, right? Because it's all open for interpretation. But to say, no, hell is real. That's just, um, I mean, that'd be paramount to saying uh, there's life on Venus. Well, we don't know that. Uh, is there? I mean, I don't know. I've not been to Venus. I don't think anybody's been to Venus to be able to verify whether there is life or no life on Venus. Um, or in fact, even, even, you know, is, is there life on other planets? To me, the only honest answer is, I don't know. Like that, that's the honest answer because there's gazillions and trillions of planets. There's what, uh, I don't know, maybe, uh, matter of fact, I mean, mathematically it would be almost inconceivable that there isn't, uh, so, you know, is there life out beyond earth? I, I think, well, the honest answer is, I don't know, but I think, uh, maybe an educated answer or at least a thought provoking possibility of an answer is probably, but we don't know for sure. I mean, it, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's probable, but when people want to say, Oh no, definitely that, you know, well, I mean, <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. And not until we know, do we know? So, um, to, to take a position, I guess this is the more, the filing this all down into one thing here. To take a position of, I know, when you can't know, it's impossible to, to know if there's a heaven or if there's a hell. Nobody knows that. So I think that for me, the belief in something's okay. It's whenever we feel so compelled and we identify with our beliefs and think that it's an absolute undeniable certainty. It's a fact. Therefore, everyone must believe as I believe or they're doomed. I just, that's the part that I, I, I find so disturbing. Um, you know, someone believing in God, someone believing that Jesus is the savior of the world, someone believing whatever, that's all fine to believe whatever. The, I mean, the, again, that's what's, that's the beauty. We can believe whatever. I think we're, we're fundamental Christians probably where, you know, where they're like, even just if you're listening to me right now, where you're probably disturbed is the thought of. Well, no, no, it is the truth and you must believe the truth or you're, you know, 
<laughs> but to think that someone actually knows is that's the part that's just <laughs> it's just inconceivable it's just nobody knows um so yeah i guess that's the part uh, you know trying to convince someone of something that that they themselves actually can't know and even though they say they know they can't know you know because they can't prove it because it would be easy, right? If, if you could just prove it, then just prove it. Just, just just prove it. And then everybody would just believe it. But there's probably still some people, right? Like the flat earther type weirdos that, you know, even when it's like we have un, unsurmountable or ear, whatever the word would be, insurmountable. We have a lot of proof that the earth is a sphere, that it's round. And yet there are still wing nuts that, are holding on to a flat earth. So I guess there's always going to be people believing crazy stuff, uh, even in the, in the face of, um, even in the face of, of, of evidence, you know, to the contrary, uh, I find that, I find that fascinating, you know, and I've often wondered, there's a lot of things I've wondered about, but one of the things I've wondered about lately, just with the recent, you know, the, recent release of government files and documents and video footage on the UFO phenomenon. Um, you know, and if you don't know about it again, Google it, but you know, the government has recently, I say recently, I, within the last year or so released, um, an official statement that there are in fact, um, UFO sightings that are unexplained. And I think, I, I think this is accurate. So this, what I'm going to say next, I think is correct. Cause I, I think I read this, um, that, that they, the government has admitted to actually having recovered UFO crafts that are from out of this world, uh, meaning not made here on earth. I think that's accurate. Again, you can Google that and do your own research. Um, so, you know, that's, that's a fascinating thought. So, you know, what's going to happen to the world whenever we do discover life on another planet, you know, how is that, how is that going to coincide with religious beliefs and all that we think we know? I mean, I, I, you know, maybe it won't ever happen in my lifetime. Um, but, I don't know, uh, you know, will, will people just buckle down and can, and, and believe that that's a lie that, you know, the scientists are making that up. There's no aliens actually, but I mean, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, anything's possible at this point, you know, I think when people hold beliefs to their core and they become their beliefs, um, I think that's just, a, I think that's where things go from good to bad. I think that's where it happens is, is you identify with your beliefs rather than no, I'm a person and I believe such and such, uh, rather than it, when your identity is wrapped up in it. I mean, what, I mean, okay, totally hypothetical. I do not think that this is, this is a true thing. I'm just, I'm going to make something up. But just it's a it's a good what they call a thought experiment, right? What if, right? Thought experiments. I mean, just imagine, 
way back, let's just imagine, go back to the 1800s. They could, it was inconceivable of flying jets and cell phones and computers and sending messages through the air. And that's inconceivable. That would have been, that would have been back in the 1800s, like alien technology. Okay. So just imagine, just imagine, just again, a little thought experiment here. What if, what if we discovered life on other planets? What if we could communicate? What if those life from other planets, what if they came and visited earth? And what if they, you know, came on national TV and said, yes, we've existed for millions of years. We actually, uh, we actually, uh, seeded the earth. We, we actually millions of years ago, we actually colonized earth, you know, and your beginnings are actually from the planet Zophar or whatever. <laughs> like, again, you, you might be thinking, Timmy, where are you, where is your mind going? No, this is what we call thought experiments. Uh, this is just a meaning outlandish, crazy thoughts and just w- what if, right? So what if we discovered life on other planets? What if it was intelligent life? And what if, you know, without, without any kind of, um, no way to deny it. They, they said, no, yeah, we, we actually created earth and put humans from our planet on earth and, you know, whatever. I mean, it would be like, whoa, what? Right. I mean, this sounds like a great sci-fi movie, right? I mean, it just sounds like a great, which maybe, maybe if you're listening to me and you're an author, maybe that would be a great thought, but you know, what, what if we had a whole, an awakening to, the truth. Remember I did a episode, I did an episode either a time or two ago, maybe it was the last one I did just on truth. For me, the, the truth is what sets you free. That's, that's what truly sets you free is when it's, when you know, something's true for real, true, true. So, I mean, what if, what if that, what if that was the truth or just for example, the, I, I'd mentioned this before because this kind of stuff fascinates me, but you know, there's a lot of new archaeological discoveries that are taking place that are baffling even scientists because it's, it's messing up what they thought. So there are the recent discoveries that, that, the, that the Sphinx and the pyramids and all that are much older, and there's some other things there that they're learning and coming to understand and it's and it's messing up i guess or it's it's flowing contrary to what was originally believed okay let me just let me just go to something more natural that we can all relate to imagine you've been in a family all your life and as an adult you decide to do the 23 and me you know, that, that swab test where you find out your DNA and your family lineage and all that. So you've lived your whole life believing that your mom and dad were your mom and dad. Okay. For whatever reason, they never told you otherwise. So you grow up your whole life believing one thing as true. Everything about it seemed true. You believed it to be true. You acted as though it was true. Everything about it was true. But in fact, it wasn't true. You get your 23andMe thing back. You come to find out that those are not your parents and that your parents actually are from 
whatever, Zimbabwe <laughs> and whatever. And all of a sudden your whole life is turned upside down. So when I talk about truth, that's what I mean. Now, is the family that adopted him, that's his family. Yeah, well, of course, that's that's his family. Okay, and that those parents were even his parents. But were they his birth parents, his biological parents? And the truth is, no. Even though he believed it to be true, it didn't make it true. Everything that he knew to be true actually wasn't true. Does that make sense? So it's it's the same thing, I think, when I talk about truth. Did God create the world in six days, rest on the seventh day, then create Adam and Eve, and then da 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 da, da. Well, I mean, you can believe that that's true, or you don't have to believe that's true. We don't know if that is true. Now, we know that's truly written in the Bible. We know that Many people believe it to, in fact, be true. But is it actually true? Like, is that exactly actually how it happened? Or was that what someone thought happened or dreamed happened or felt that some spiritual something told them that's how it happened and they wrote it down? Because obviously that event, <laughs> for someone to even write about that, you know, they would have been writing about something that happened millions of years previous, or even for those that are 6,000-year-old belief people, obviously someone recording about the creation of all things obviously wasn't there to actually witness that. So they're recording writing down what the Bible people say is, you know, revelation. In other words, God's giving this person that information to write it down. Whatever, you know, whatever people want to believe, that's fine. But, but again, going back to what, what really matters? Well, what, what matters, what I, what I'm in search for in my life is what is actually true. So yes, I am very put off by people that will say, well, the Bible says, or what, because they don't know that to be true. They believe it to be true. And I think where good goes to bad is where what you believe to be true, you try to convince everybody else to believe to be true, though there is no proof of it being true. So I guess the bottom line for me is is what a friend used to always tell me, keep your eyes on your own page. Going all the way back to the beginning of this talk, when I said, what if my kids told me they were atheist? It wouldn't bother me. I don't care because I don't, it, <laughs> what my kids believe is between them and what they believe. That's, that's, that I'm, I'm only accountable for what I believe. I'm not accountable for what they believe. Now, again, fundamental right-wing Christians, you know, this makes them, they would say, this, grie this grieves me. It would probably grieve them just because they're so goofed up in their believing, but it, 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 it's, you know, it, they, they try to, con and I know this because I used to be this way, is you try to 
slough that off as I care for your soul. I want you to be in heaven. I want you to be in heaven. So like my kids, you know, so for me, if they're atheists, then they're going to go to hell and burn forever while I'm in heaven dancing around on clouds and walking on streets of gold while my kids are in hell burning. That's such a goofy belief, in my opinion. It's such a goofy belief, in my opinion, because we don't know that to be true. We don't know that to be true. There's no proof. There's no proof that that's true. So, I don't know. I, I, I yeah. I, I'm, I'm still, you know, I'm still navigating through all this, but I, I clearly have, have thoughts on what goes from good to bad. You know, when, when, a, when someone that you once knew is still super religious, wacky, crazy religious, and then sees that I'm not wacky, cra- crazy religious like they are anymore. And they, you know, send me a message, hashtag concerned, <laughs> which is exactly what I could do to them. If I had that kind of, uh, a belief just on the opposite side, right? If, if I believed what I believed to be absolutely true and anybody else not believing what I'm believing is going to burn in hell forever. Um, one, I don't even have that kind of whatever, I, I, I literally have just the, the box that I used to be in of my religious beliefs, my religious perspective, that box, I literally blew that box up. That box does not exist. I have no, I really don't have any beliefs that I, I necessarily like my beliefs are right. And yours are wrong. And the only time that I get disturbed is like when I get these kind of messages or, um, or I hear stuff that's just goofy in judgment. I guess, I guess for me, it's the judgment part. It's, it's that superior mind. It's that it's pride. I know the truth. You don't believe like me. So you don't know the truth. I need to tell you the truth. I need to help you see the truth so you don't go to hell. That That is so laced in pride and arrogance and honestly evil. I view that as, as you've gone over into the, you're being deceived. It's a wolf in sheep's clothing. You've become deceived, so deceived that you believe you're right and everyone else is wrong. All right, let me let me give the last couple minute thoughts here, and then uh, this this actually pretty long little episode will be done. So I I, I live in Kansas City, and I live uh, in an area. It's the Country Club Plaza. It's just it, those in Kansas City know about it. Actually, anybody that's even knows about Kansas City, probably if you've ever even been to Kansas City, you've been to the Plaza. Uh, it's just a outdoor shopping area that's just. Honestly, I think the plaza is kind of the heart of Kansas City. I, I, I think I think that'd be accurate to say. I think that, that the plaza is actually the heart of Kansas City. So anyway, and it and it and it sits on the Kansas City, Missouri side. People outside of Kansas City always ask me this: Are you on the Kansas side or the Missouri side, or how's that work? Well, I live on the Missouri side of Kansas City, and I live 
on the Country Club Plaza, which is the heart of Kansas City, which is great for me because I I love Kansas City for so many reasons. All right. So on the Kansas City Plaza, there are often uh, like um, like all okay, like the protests, the Black Lives Matter protests, or any any protests for that matter, they all take place majority on the plaza. Okay. That's that's when people protest, they come to the plaza. It's just kind of what what happens. So you will often see uh, street entertainers, you know, people playing instruments, people singing, beggars, you know, homeless, like you see all that around here. And one of the things that you see, one of my favorite things is you'll see street preachers, people, well, essentially condemning everybody to hell. And two days ago, I was walking by and I heard this loud voice, someone on a bullhorn, you know, standing on a standing on some kind of crate and literally had a bullhorn and just screaming, just yelling what, what they would call preaching, whatever preaching, saving souls is what they were doing. And he had a big, huge sign, like a big banner. And it, it showed these, like it was a cliff and all these people were falling off into hell. (laughs) And he was quote unquote, preaching, screaming at people. And, you know, I was hearing what he was saying, you know, it all sounded very familiar to me, but he said several things that, uh, were wrong to, you know, cause I, I, you know, I actually do know the Bible. Um, and he was saying things that were wrong and his message was minus, you know, again, for those that would be Christian would understand this, but his message was void of any grace and any mercy. It was, in my opinion, it was just, it was void of any Jesus. Uh, Just all of, it was all condemnation. It was all hell. It was all, basically you're a worthless pile of shit. You're a sinner. You are a worthless pile of shit unless you accept Jesus. And, and I'll be honest, it, it, it agitated me. Honestly, it agitated me. And I was at a stop, uh, at a crosswalk and there was some people next to me because the plaza is very popular. A lot of people all the time, everywhere. And there was like a little group of people. Of course, we all noticed the the wacky street preacher guy. And one of the people in the little group of us that were, and I wasn't with this group. I'm just saying we were in a group, you know, at the street corner there. And one of the people said, man, doesn't he, doesn't he know, or don't you think, don't you think love would be a better way to communicate this message rather than this message of doom and gloom and hate and, you know, and I, of course, turned to the person and said, yeah, I said, you would think that someone, quote unquote, representing Jesus would would actually represent Jesus and and be uh, a person that would say, you know, ye without sin cast the first stone. Neither do I condemn you. Uh, but no, this idiot was just standing and verbally vomiting all over everybody that walked by and just condemning everybody to a hot hell. That's when religion goes from good to bad. 
I hope that we can find ourselves in a place where we accept others no matter what they believe, even if it's different from us. Because the truth is, we don't know. We don't know. So I think that if we can get to a place in our lives to realize that what we believe is simply that, it's just what we believe. But the truth is, nobody knows.